Welcome to the First Issue Club podcast, your weekly comic book podcast where we walk you through the muddy and sometimes murky landscape of the comic book industry and we exclusively read number ones. That's what the show is. That's what you've come here to experience. And in the club today, it's me, Budgie King. It's me, Greg. And Mike D. The fabulous trio back again, comic booking it up. You like with our friends. <laughs> yes. Everyone knows that we got the talks and everyone knows that we walk the walks. We're here to talk comic books and that's really cool. Everyone knows that we're three fools. As we're always known, the fabulous trio. You'd expect <laughs> some sort of alliteration there and there is none to be found. None. We've searched high and low. Yeah, there's nothing there. We can't get that creative. <laughs> we did have a night on the town. COVID is seemingly over. It's done. <laughs> we went to go see an artist we love. The truckers have beat it. And uh, we we even went to a bar afterwards with the bros. It was crazy. We turned up. I ordered french fries at 11 o'clock at night. Those french fries gave me farts for the next 48 hours. <laughs> Did they really? I was inhaling those fuckers. <laughs> they were good. They were We also had good. been drinking a bit. and <laughs> Anything tastes good when you've been drinking that much. Yeah, it was... Uh, speaking of drinking, this podcast is brought to you by Space Camper... Boulevard uh, Beer. <laughs> Boulevard Brewing Company. There we go. Yum, yum, give me some in my tum-tum. That's all I drank at the at the concert. Same. I was just filled with Boulevard IPA. It's all I buy as an alcoholic beverage. As you should. Period. Contractually, that's all you can buy. Mm-hmm. If they can make it into a toothpaste or bread, mm. which I think bread would be easy. You can make a beer bread. Yeah. Uh, eye drops. Anything that I buy. <laughs> eye drops. That I buy weekly. <laughs> Suppository. Um, yes. I would also buy it in that form. So think about that, Boulevard Brewing Company. Wait, what do you buy weekly? Uh, eye drops, toothpaste, and bread. You do use eye drops a lot. I, I do. You, listener, you think when I say that, that he is a big toker. No, my boy's just got dry eyes. I'm addicted. Well, now the problem is I'm addicted. Do you think you've like sealed up your tear ducts because they know that they are useless because you can buy artificial ones? I've ruined my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> They've come accustomed to it. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't feel good unless they're like watery. Super wet? Yeah. And I found out too <laughs> this late. This guy's got the wettest I eyes. like when my eyes are soggy. Oh, my eyes are wet. I found out too late in life that uh, you're supposed to use Visine sparingly. <laughs> Now you're stuck. <laughs> Forever. Uh, this week we are covering <laughs> Ghost Cage uh, by Nick Dragota, um, who is famous, 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 famous for East of West artwork. Um, very iconic artists. Caleb Golliner is helping him out with this. It's an image comic book. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, before that, we've got a lot of news, an insane amount of news. It's one thing you come to this podcast for is for all of your comic book news, for people, for us to talk about in a, uh, you know, mm-hmm. somewhat light fashion. You guys We're, are excited for the breaking news of last week. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of the news goes back and forth. Who cares? It is. Comic book news has a way of staying around. Yeah, it's like a fart. For a few months. It's l- it's like your uncle's fart that ate too much steak. Mm-hmm. Or those french fries that we had earlier. Oh, God. I, I was... <laughs> <laughs> Wife kicked me out of bed. They I were was so bad. cursed. Yeah, it was bad. Did you guys see... I think we talked about it a little bit over the text chain. Um, Ed Pisker, who famously did the uh, Hip Hop Family Tree, and most recently the comic book Red Room, which we covered, which really left a sour note in all of our tummies. 
Uh, he's doing got an- COVID and died. <laughs> no, unfortunately, he's doing another Red Room iteration, and one of the variant covers is. I even hate to say an homage, but it is a direct ripoff of Mouse. Ah, we did talk about this. Which, uh, not a good look, Ed. I get that uh, free speech is available and you can, you know, depict anything you want, but the subject matter of Mouse and the subject matter of Red Room aren't really vibing. Somebody check on Ed Pisker. Because he's becoming a little unhinged, and he's, you know, altogether unchecked. So, uh, just go peep on him, see how he's doing, and make sure he comes back into the realm of the, uh, normal. Sane? (laughs) I think any person with, like, one brain cell can be like, you know what, this isn't a a great idea. But, okay, here's the thing about that. And and, and I I, I don't want to interrupt you, but, like, I think the main reason he did it is because Mouse was in the news recently for being banned. Yeah. And so he wanted to, I'm confident in saying, he wanted to piggyback on that um, buzzworthiness. Yeah. But okay, I found out about it because it was specking, and I just saw- Because it's controversial. Okay. Did you actually, have you actually seen people be mad about it though? Oh my God! Okay, have you been on Twitter? Okay, good. Ever? <laughs> good, good. Yeah, good. people are livid. You not only like fans, but uh, professionals in the industry are just like bad fucking move, bro. Like this is very stupid. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Red Room's about t- like torture porn. If anyone doesn't know, yeah, it pushed the limits too far. Mouse is about the Holocaust. <laughs> that I was just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a seminal, like <laughs> pivotal book to yeah. read. <laughs> <laughs> um all right yeah well great i guess i don't know what uh what else do you got <laughs> uh to stay in the realm of angry white guys no that's my favorite um ryan stegman <laughs> uh drew <laughs> ryan stegman full stop no ryan stegman is not the angry white guy rob liefeld is there we go so okay. ryan stegman drew a wolverine from the future or like an Asgardian version of uh-huh. Wolverine for like a variant cover for a book that's coming out for like either Life of X or Death or Life of Wolverine or Death of Wolverine. I'm not mad yet. Yeah. And Rob Liefeld Does saw it. Does it just it. Look, look like Weapon X? No, no, no. Rob Liefeld saw it and he goes, that looks like Strife. Oh. And that's bullshit. And so he went on a giant tirade for like a thread of eight tweets about how Ryan Stegman ripped him off and how Marvel shouldn't allow this to happen. And it's just like, oh god, he never it's gives like, up. It, it's like if Rob had just like a thought in his head, or just like a moment to be like, "This looks nothing like Strife. Uh-huh. It's not even affiliated with Strife. It's Asgardian. Also, who cares? Armor, right? Who gives a fuck? This is a fun. Lots of lots of cover. Lots of stuff looks like other stuff. And if he is paying a nod to Strife, guess what? That just pays a nod to Rob Liefeld. You know what? Here's the deal. Rob Le- Liefeld is not as famous as he thinks he is because real famous people don't fuck with that kind of shit. Yeah, they just move along. Mm-hmm. You know, like Justin Bieber, when somebody records a song that sounds like him, he goes, Meh, "Don't care, I'm fucking rich." Right. <laughs> Rob Liefeld, on the other hand, he's like, "Oh, where's my whey protein?" He's just a tiny little man in a cage looking to get out. <laughs> where's my whey protein? He knows where it is. Yeah, <laughs> he has a whole cabinet full of it. Did my IV? Um. All right. So yeah, those uh, and Ryan. Uh, Stegman kind of did a funny thing where he, he tweeted after the whole thing. He goes, I made someone that I like mad. I've made it. 
he's like just kind of blowing it all off, which is how you're supposed to yeah, know, exactly. treat this kind of stuff. Great so, response. Uh, Rob, take a chill pill. Uh, chill pill. And Ryan Stegman, great job on the response. Uh, yeah, Rob, listen to this show more. We'll, we'll. Uh, yeah, Rob, come on. We'll, we'll reform you. Yeah, you want to do an interview? We don't even do interviews, but we'll do an interview with you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We'll do a, the one and only uh, 2022 interview, and it'll be Rob Liefeld. God knows you need it. And we'll be, we'll be counseling him <laughs> through the entire episode. Uh, so early in the year, we were worried that um, all these Substack comics. Wouldn't be uh, made physical copies, or how they would become physical oh, copies. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, every publisher or every creator on Substack has signed a deal now with Image Comics to uh, print their Substack comics. We, so if you're worried that you wouldn't be able to read a Substack comic, congratulations. So I want to say we kind of called this. Yeah, we did. Not oh, kinda. Yeah, the writers maintain ownership of. Oh, we All did call work. this. Yeah, yeah. Go back, listen. Uh, <laughs> Six weeks. <laughs> Verify that we called this because yeah. we did. So when you say they've all signed on to Image, has there been some sort of deal struck with Image and Substack as a platform? Nope. It's just it's just basically like, mm-hmm. hey, all all of these artists are just like, this is the most logical place for me to like, publish Okay, this. for example, James Tunyon mm-hmm. recently said, my creative team has pinned a deal with Image to print The Closet, which is the <laughs> the comic that they're working on on the Substack. God, Substack's got to be so pissed about this. <laughs> I don't know, because they're making money off the subscriptions yeah. through the Substack, so. I read this awesome piece about one of the founders of Substack, and it made me like love the company. Well, and I also think the comic book move, in a sense, already did what they wanted it to do. Like yeah, how they got much, buzz and how all kinds did, of shit. Yeah, how much were people just talking about it for so long? I I applaud Substack's new app that they came out with. That shit is fire. It has almost it has reduced all of my other social media usage by at least twenty percent. Really? Because it's, it's like it's awesome. like the first thing I open up. I'm subscribed to so many things, and it's like I'm like, oh man, I didn't think they'd figure it out. But they did. But they figured it out. I thought this was going to be like a, a bad idea publishing situation where they're just like clowning everything. Yeah. But no, they figured it out. Here's why I thought it was going to fail too, is it feels like blogs or Zanga, which feels like things that I like, but I realize that I'm an uh, aging millennial. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have any, you know, uh, appeal to younger people really. That, right. It doesn't feel like it does. So that's why I was like, seems like a bad idea. But I'll take it for what it is now mm-hmm. and uh, happily use it. Yeah. So, so um, just wait it out, and the comics will come out on Image. What's funny is the Scott Snyder had that book come out uh, this week on Image that he had released free, or it was on Comicsology if you have a an account. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it like appears like a number one, and it's not. Uh, oh, it's like we have demons or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I imagine he'd been doing a ton of Comicsology books, mm-hmm. so I wonder if they're just all gonna go out on Image or not. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Unlike the publisher. Uh, any more news from me? Bah, 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 bah. Oh, Paul Dano, who played the Riddler in the Batman movie, is writing a Riddler comic. Oh, thank, fun. Thoughts? Thank, thank God. Uh, was he also in uh, There Will Be Blood yes. and Little Miss Sunshine? Yes. Same oh. guy. He's I'm not mad at this. A, he's not one of a triplet. Um, funny story about him. My friend was on acid at a Daft Punk show and touched him. Uh gently on his shoulder oh i've heard this story riveted (laughs) riveting 
riveting story. Uh, so, so a big got personal connection. Yeah, big fan of Paul Dano and uh, seems like a good guy. I'm glad that he's writing this book. It'll probably be just as good as Berserker, if not better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Were you at the show where the friend touched Paul Dano? Yes, he was. So by some sort of osmosis, you met Paul Dano. Yeah, he took it really well. My friend goes, I'm going to go touch him. And I go, go do it. Touched him. The guy smiled at him. Or Paul Dano smiled at him. But great. And that was it? That was it. I bet Paul Dano, I don't. I can't confirm this, may have been on MDMA. <laughs> he probably wasn't sober. <laughs> but it's also like, if you're a celebrity and you're going to have an interaction with somebody, obviously I don't want to be touched, but a no word exchange where you just smile at somebody... Probably about the best it could go. Yeah. It's just like, he got what he wanted. I acknowledged it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it. it's tough for me when somebody's a celebrity to be like, and I know this is not a popular opinion, to think that they're a real person. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> so I'm like, well, wait, you, I need to prove that yeah, you're They're real. not like a uh, object to I be toyed with. always just leave those people no, alone. No, I, I wouldn't do that. I never, I try not to make eye contact with them. I don't approach them or tell them I love their thing. I just leave them alone. Uh, okay. I do the same thing, but, but... I'm <laughs> but I'm not afraid. What am I an asset? I can't be tamed. <laughs> but I'm not afraid to benefit by other people's boisterous, extroverted behavior and just kind of witness it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I hate that. So by proxy. I just want to see the interaction, but I will not yeah. be the uh, provocateur. Such a voyeur. <laughs> uh, and another news piggybacking on last week's news behemoth comics was bought by and quote me or don't quote me on this video game company it is essentially a film and media organization (laughs) that looks like a metal label oh huh oh cool but in all of the press releases it says bought behemoth company and it says that they also do video games which I forgot that they do have a tab on their site that says video games Hmm. and they may have done them uh, Behemoth, if you're listening, you can let yeah us reach know. out to us. Let us know about your video games that you do. Um, so it's in the video game world, but again, it's like media organizations buying media organizations. Here's the headline, I guess, is that not a comic book thing bought a comic book thing, and I think in an attempt to do IPO work or IP, yeah. IP work. Um, sorry, yeah, like just like because they did uh, stuff like um, Hotline Miami, which is a video game. Yeah, Girl Walks Alone at Night. Yep. Um, stuff. So they have like a little oh, bit. Oh, did Behemoth already publish that? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Okay. Yeah. So they have a little bit of a pipeline. Well, I think this just goes back to the New York Times article that came out that said comic books and other memorabilia like that are is now just increasing in wealth and in, in pricing so much that like now these giant uh, conglomerates and organizations are just like, all right, comic books are a viable option to at least acquire and see what we can get out. You know, even if it's just for a quick second, but uh, we are, you know, I don't know if we're in the decline or incline of the golden age of comics, and I don't know when the bubble's going to pop, but all these uh, big, like, AT&T and Time Warner things are just like, let's buy these little pubs for cheap and put out some product, and if it makes us money, that's good, and if not, we can just sell it to somebody else. Yeah. One one thing we talked about a, lo- a long time ago that I still stand by is that when you release a show on Netflix, just being able to say, inspired by the graphic novel, mm-hmm. you've got a built-in fan base. Yeah. yeah. People 
like knowing that this was a comic book. That it was a thing. Yeah. They hate original ideas. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. We are in the decline of original ideas. Yeah, that is definitely true. Uh, shout out to Stargirl, which came out on Behemoth as a number one this week, was really good. Oh, I, really? I loved it. Yeah. Huh. Well, we'll cover that in the Patreon. Uh, we will. Trip it. Yeah, it's. Well, I, I imagine it's pronounced Stargirl. There's no A. Yeah. Stargirl. Stargirl. Um Yeah, so if you're an independent comic book owner, you might be getting bought soon. Scout, I guess. Just uh, put your antenna up high. <laughs> Reach for the stars. <laughs> I think Scout thinks they're going to be famous by themselves. Yeah, AWA is looking to get bought. I'm AWA sure. is looking to get bought. I'm positive of it. Mm-hmm. That was their main goal, and they're probably <laughs> mad right now that they're, they're not, too thirsty. Yeah, that they're not. They're like, oh, okay, we just got to lose money for a little bit longer before we get bought. <laughs> <laughs> that patient that's just like him or dream blood just like yeah. in the wrapping t-shirts worry. somebody's gonna we'll be buy. fine we'll gonna... be fine we're almost to the hospital all righty we get into ghost cage yeah i'm good with that how often do you, do you find yourself singing the uh smashing pumpkins lyric when you read the title of this book? Oh, I hadn't made the connection to Rat in a Cage and Ghost Cage. <laughs> <laughs> they both have the word cage they, in there. Yeah, right. Despite all my rage, I am still just a ghost in a cage. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. For everyone that couldn't visualize it. Uh-huh. Um, I, small world, I believe that the place that bought Behemoth uh, released some Smashing Pumpkins albums. <laughs> Oh really? I, that's the Wikipedia was hard to understand. Huh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Be- back Behemoth to... sounds like a metal band. Is there a metal band named Behemoth? There is. Yeah. Okay. A very good. I've seen them before. Oh okay. Yeah. Cool. The, very theatric. Yeah. Um, and they're great. Uh, and Behemoth also has like a weird metal undertone to it. I bet they're friends with the people that bought them. That's gonna be my spec. Oh okay. yeah. The buddies bought them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Back to Ghost Cage. Okay. I have to say first and foremost, and I have told the story on this podcast before. Uh, but uh, Nick Dragota, I'm a huge fan of. One time at a con, do you guys remember this story? No. No. Uh, you rolled your eyes when I started this. Is it, Did I? Yeah. Oh, no. You're just tired. Sorry. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to bore you with my, my fandom for Nick. Uh, I was on a business trip, and I randomly figured out that there was a comic convention in Boston when I was there, and I figured out that Nick was there. So I was like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. And I was a huge fan of East to West, still am uh, there. And uh, I found a number one and bought it, and I kind of explained it to him as I was handing it to him because it was second printing. So I just I wanted him to know I was a fan. So I was like, hey, I'm a big fan. I bought this. I technically have almost everything you've printed, including all the volumes mm-hmm. um, on it. I just really wanted a key book for you to like sign. And he goes, give me the the board of that too oh yeah 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 Yeah, and he did a custom like illustration on the board whoa uh for me and then signed it that's sick no no money nothing just like whoa even better just like did it just because i was like i was even just trying to be like i'm embarrassed that i'm giving you a weird book or whatever (laughs) and he thought i was like it he interpreted it as like i was a super fan which i i also was um great interaction fan for life so when i saw that he was doing a book that he was I believe writing as well as doing all of the drawing on it. I've been excited for a while. This is a three-part mini-series, although the books are very long. So mm-hmm. you get a lot of it in there. And um, 
I guess, warning to the reader, there's not a lot of color. If you, if you, there's no color. It's black <laughs> and white. There's color on that cover. Which kind of <laughs> it kind of threw me off. Yes, it's such a vibrant color. You're like, oh man, this book's gonna be beautiful, and it is beautiful in a different way. But you open it, you're like, oh, whoops, did I get a wrong uh, comic book here? They didn't fill mine in. <laughs> so yeah, I was surprised to see it uh, completely not colored inside. And then he has a collaborator, Caleb, who's done like some Ninja Turtle stuff that you know I'm sure is helping him out there. Uh, this book definitely artistically wise had a lot of like east of west. Uh, well, yeah, the main like um, scientist person, like who calls himself like the father of this little beast robot thing that he's built, is like almost identical to a character in East of West visually. Yeah, and the kid thing too mm-hmm. is like kind of a main theme there too. I was like, this could be in the world of East of West. <laughs> like, yeah, for all we know, it is, and it would be fine. Yeah, um, um I, I like you guys. I really, really loved this book. Um. It was for me. It, it it almost was like, um, inspired by all the mangas that have come before it. Of just like vibrant line work, a lot of action sequences done. The personification of like energy of like coal, water, and like we'll soon we'll see other like nuclear and wind and all that. And it's like that could be out of a fucking Power Rangers TV show of just like they have to fight these huge kaiju looking yeah uh beasts to uh advance up this mega tower <laughs> to the very tip top where they eventually will fight the mega boss of uh this tower thing yeah it's, so we didn't talk about what the book is about but it's essentially like a power plant that's fueled by a big cyclops that is powered by death and fights kaiju to keep on powering the power plant mm-hmm. that, yeah. did i get that right i mean i don't know i don't know either it's a giant honest. power plant that fuels the world. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like everyone's plugged into it and it has collected these titans that we see in the book that like fuel everything. And like every every energy source is represented with coal, fire, water, wind, nuclear power. Here's the thing though. Normally when I say I'm confused about a book, you guys say, "Oh, here it is. Here's actually what happened cuz I'm the dum-dum of the of the uh, of the group." Okay. For you all to be like, I don't actually know. Might this book has a little bit of a uh, elusiveness, if if you will. I gr- I, uh, I'll co-sign on that. Okay. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I'll be damned if I'm not having fun. Like I was having yeah. a good time with it, but at the same time, I was like, I don't totally follow. <laughs> what it also was something that makes big statements with like, like Greg mentioned the personification of fuel sources, and destroying those Mm -hmm. seems like it should have a very simple political message that I should be easily aware of. And I was just like, the, the message of it kind of eluded me. Like, what is it, what does it mean? What is it trying to say about like power and consumption? And and one of the main themes too, along that was like, there is essentially a, a very low worker who in saving the world is just also trying to climb the corporate ladder. Yeah, like it's like a it's a representative of the working class. Yeah. Trying and, to and, find a new and they're motivated source. by getting a promotion, but mm-hmm. their life is always on the line. Right. Like it's almost comical. And is that person getting used? Is our is the person is the character that looks like an eyeball mm-hmm. fighting the kaiju that are 
water, wind, etc. Earth, coal. heart, Captain Planet. <laughs> um, are they the bad guys? So I think the the scientist with the big mustache helped make Ohm, which is the Megacorp power plant. Okay. And the big eyeball creature... He also created. Tiny, also created. Tiny eyeball creature. Is destined to consume and defeat all of the energy sources in the tower, and then it becomes the new source of energy. Okay. They're in like a cleaner version of all of the energies it has consumed. Is it? Oh. So will it be the bad guy? Uh, Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I just like for... So the book started with a kind of hefty monologue. Very hefty. And I think maybe some of this messaging was in that monologue. Mm-hmm. And it was just too much expounding for me to completely put the yeah. plot together. The, the, yeah. the monologue uh, was misplaced. It was a little scattered. And yeah. I mean, obviously, I think if I was like in a mind space to like really soak it in and study it, yeah. mm-hmm. then- Sure, probably written great, but it, it reminded me of Akira, like mm-hmm. where it's like it has a weird start and you actually don't know what the movie is, and you kind of just like as the movie's happening, you're like, oh, you figure of, it out. It's kind of fucking goes. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wish I was high. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's almost like like uh, it, you, did you guys ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Oh yeah, baby. It was like all the boring talking parts before the fighting <laughs> starts is what the model. You're just like, okay, can we get through Let's whatever the fuck the you want to say? Like, I want to see him punch the coal monster right in the head. Yeah, did and it, punch it, did? Did you? Was it Matt Fraction that wrote this book called Odyssey? O D Y C. I know that Ooh. book, but I don't know who wrote it. Yeah, I'm not confident in. Saying okay, who wrote I'll look it. it up while you talk. Um, well, whoever wrote it, it ended the art. I remember it being like. Um, a duo that I loved. Matt so Fraction, it, it, written artist Christian Ward. Okay, yeah, it is just stunning. It is so beautiful. It's a four book book, uh, for like four issue book. I could not tell you one <laughs> fucking thing that happened in it. Not not even one like iota of anything. It's one of those heady ones. Uh, and yeah, and and like this was. Ghost Cage was nowhere near as like fucking just abstract. Yeah, but it had elements of that where I'm like, I don't care because like visually I'm getting it and going along for the ride and like I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this is way more lit. Like there was, I I actually like understood things <laughs> that was right. happening in this one. Whereas like that book is great, but it like if somebody actually understood what happened in that book, I'll give them not a million dollars because somebody's gonna blow me up on well it. i always thought it was like the odyssey like the the story like it was a retelling of it but okay god help me if i actually <laughs> could understand that so um but anyway yeah this this book has elements of like headiness at times i was like what's the uh what's the famous like marvel book that's like spider-man that's yes that's way too heady eternals, eternals. yeah eternals <laughs> ah yeah there we go um it it gave me eternal vibes at sometimes. Odyssey did? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, Ghost Cage. Ghost Cage. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. At times I was just like, what? So like saying a lot of words that's seeming really big and massive, but I don't quite understand the implications. You know, what it made me think of a little bit was the pull. 
Which was that Steve Orlando book on that's a ter- T- that's TKO? A, that's a diss on that on this book. Well, <laughs> it's a lot. A lot of it was like, um, you know, manga inspired vibe, and this like big fight scenes and wild lines, and uh, you take a step back from it, and you're like, wait, what did I just read? Um, but did you enjoy the experience? Like, maybe I I think this one was more enjoyable than I mean I hate comparing these things or bringing anyone into this and sounding like I'm dissing someone but I, this being as bite-sized as it was I wasn't like oh I just invested an hour into reading a graphic novel I didn't get you know what I mean yeah. that's kind of how I felt after stepping away from the pull I was like this took me so long to get through and like try to comprehend and I still don't come away with anything whereas this book was like fun i'm in i'm out i got some key essentials of it and i'm living my life the other thing about this book was like i'm thriving yeah <laughs> i read it on uh digitally and i was doing the thing where like you hyper zoom in and move it yeah mm-hmm. or whatever and then i was like i'm just something is not working here so i pulled out and just like uh looked started at the full page yeah spreads. looked at the full and like then it started clicking I, think, I read it digitally too. Maybe I need to do that. Yeah, and I th- I think this book is a like must read print book. Yeah, for sure. Because the like some of the like penciling was not translating digitally for yeah. me. So um, yeah, I think this is a a beautiful print book. Yeah, it, it's crazy. That, uh, I think did you already say that this is like a one of three? Yes. Like it's a real short. We could say it again though. Yeah, it's a one of three. Ho ho. So it's a small time investment with a big time payoff. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 excited for that because I know I don't I have to spend a ton of money to yeah, get the story. I'm like also like it doesn't matter if you're confused because you just reread it and you only got two more books and it right was, yeah it was like this is the price of your comic I'll I'll note five seventy nine or something like that is that right is Some, it, somewhere around there oh, yeah. I thought it was seven dollars maybe I'm wrong though well uh, if you pre-ordered it it was five seventy nine yeah seven dollars ain't shit to me baby <laughs> I wipe my ass with seven dollars. <laughs> I don't get out of bed for seven dollars. <laughs> I don't get out of bed for ten. God, the cover looks so good. Four seventy nine. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Mike D is slowly realizing he overpaid for a book. <laughs> no, Why I, did I pay seven dollars? I bought this from a kid off the street for ten dollars. <laughs> God I, damn it! I did the comicsology one. They overpaid. You overpaid for that? Well, I don't. I don't think you overpay. <laughs> I think comicsology is always cover price. Uh, it's like sometimes it's thirty cents cheaper if you have unlimited. Oh yeah, I don't do that. So like you that. you paid thirty cents less than you probably. Oof, that's one third of a coffee. Yeah. Um. Anyway, fun fun little book, and uh, excited for it to continue. And uh, it was a good week for comics. There was a bunch of like other shit that happened. All these old head writers are writing Marvel shit. Saga was back. <laughs> uh, Machio. And then uh, we're going to cover a book on the Patreon from Valiant. That's a whole new, its own one, like, world. Yeah. Uh, what, armor clad or something? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, th- we got the preview of that in the email. And I looked it over. I was like, what? This doesn't look like a Valiant Oh, no. Book. This is a complete no, separation. I, I, I don't understand why Valiant did it, but I... I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. It didn't have Bloodshot. I was confused. I was like, <laughs> how do I know if this is Valiant or not? Um, so we'll cover that and uh, all that and more on the Patreon.
Thank you for joining us. If you want to go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash first issue club, find us over there on the Discord, on Twitter. Also Facebook. also a great app. Shout out to the Patreon app. Yeah, you're doing great things. <laughs> Patreon app. Keep it up. Fucking apps, man. <laughs> apps. They really make the world go around. Appetizers, apps on your phone. I'm a I'm a big app head. Yeah. Bye. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or firstissueclub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at patreon.com slash firstissueclub.